What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But you know what we got to do first? We got to do those things that generate a little revenue for the show. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the Patreon at patreon.com slash Slayer. Did you know you could support this show for as little as $3 a month? Less than the cost of a beer. In addition to getting ad-free audio, the video version's a week early and uncensored. I've been adding some additional content, some bonus behind-the-scenes stuff to the Patreon, so come support the show. Throw down a little extra money. Help pave the liquor bill. You know how important that is. Once again, that is at patreon.com slash Slayer. We are also brought to you this week by the merch store at awd.net slash merch. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, you could go to the YouTube channel and the store is right there. Been rolling out with some new designs. I've been rocking one of my own hats on recent episodes. If you're feeling that, pick up some merch today. Once again at awd.net slash merch. Last, but certainly not least, the easiest way to support this podcast is twofold. Go to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash now we drink and subscribe. Costs you nothing but a couple seconds of your time. Helps feed the algorithm, helps bring the show to more drinking buddies. The other super easy way is signal boost. Tell your friends, share content, comment in the comments section on YouTube. Hell, fight with people in the comments section. It amuses the hell out of me. All that signal boosting helps bring the show to more people. It's really that easy. Just takes a little bit of your time. Costs you nothing. So let's get on with it. My guest this week is adult performer Riley Jean. Yeah, this this episode's wacky. I almost felt like we need to put a trigger warning on this one because gets dark. It gets dark at times. I mean, it's all in good fun. We're joking, but it gets dark. And there are maybe some subjects that may bother some people, but it gets dark. It's it was definitely a fun episode. Like the two hours flew by. Riley was absolutely great. So let's get on with it. Sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking, buddies. Can you uh, hear being a real person? I know. <laughs> that was a good conversation, though. No, it wasn't. We're going to get right into it. <laughs> so before we got on air, we we started the podcast before we started recording everything. And it's just like 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, this is something we probably should be talking about on air. So silly me. I hit the buttons. I hit the buttons. And here we are, folks. We're, we're here. We're here. So what we were talking about is just how... Unfortunately, Zoom podcasts can be a little dehumanizing at times. Yes. Yeah. And like that was one of the questions that I was asked was like, do you feel like the um, the connection with like talking to people on OnlyFans, do you feel like that's like humanizing? And I'm like, to an extent, like I have some people like, so, and I hate the word fans. I hate it. It makes me cringe because I'm like, no. Um, you want to call it only viewers? I-, <laughs> I just call them like supporters or like. People who like my content. I don't know. The word fans just feels uncomfy to me. Oh, no. I'm actually right there with you. I referred my listeners as drinking buddies. Yeah. Like, if it's like, because I, 
have plenty of people like on my OnlyFans who, who just linger and just sort of watch. But the people who actually talk, like I always remember their usernames and like uh, sometimes even their birthdays if they've told me. Like I always remember the human parts about them because they talk to me like I'm a person. So of course I'm going to talk to them like they're a person. You're a lot better than me. <laughs> I don't even remember the birthdays of the people I know in real life. <laughs> like if it doesn't pop up on Facebook... I'm probably going to forget your birthday. See, I, I'm like that too. So that's why it's so weird is I like wouldn't remember my mother's birthday if it wasn't my mom's birthday, Christmas Eve, Christmas. I wouldn't. I'm like terrible with remembering the shit that I need to remember. But then the stuff that like does, I don't. It's just, oh, it's up there forever. <laughs> so for three whole dollars, you could remember. <laughs> that's actually a good investment. I'm going to spend three dollars and get birthday wishes every year. <laughs> Yes, you I don't. Could. I don't even have an OnlyFans account. I'm going to sign up and spend the three dollars <laughs> just to get the birthday wishes, just to get the happy. I do definitely because, like, I'm the only person who runs my OnlyFans. I'm like, because I have a very specific way that I type and I talk, and I just know at this point if I was to hire like chatters or anything like that, people would know. Um, and even if I have times where like I fall off, and I definitely do. <laughs> Because uh, I get very overwhelmed. Oh, look at you having a real life. I know. Real feelings that things, all that happening. Like when I got, I, I was saying earlier on the, the podcast I did earlier, I was shocked that I was even able to get my OnlyFans back up when I got out of rehab. Because I was, I genuinely thought, I was like, oh, I've scared everybody away. Because not only did I like say I was going into rehab, but like I took them all off of TikTok now and everything. But like if you were following the month up until... Oh, my whole bender was just, like, there for everybody to see. Tell it, me about this bender. It was really, really bad. So I had gotten out of a relationship with somebody, um, and I had had problems with a particular substance for years. But this particular breakup was nasty. Like, I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to hurt you. It, it just, I, like, was scared all the time, and... It just, like, it pushed me into, like, jumping from different Airbnbs to, like, so this person wouldn't know where I was. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Holy shit. Like, not being home fucking effectively homeless, that's fucked. Yeah. So, well, so what had happened was my, uh, one of my family members ended up putting me in an Airbnb for three weeks. And that was just kind of to tide me over until I could get back to Michigan to go into detox. But what I did instead with that three weeks was go on the biggest bender I've ever been on. Um <laughs> Like, to the point where I'm, like, surprised I can, like, sit here and coherently talk to people. But I just, like, when I got out of rehab and I, like, looked at everything I had posted, I was like, oh, no, like, this is horrifying. And none of it was, like, super bad, but it was definitely, like, okay, people so, don't need to see all that. So misdemeanors, not felonies. Yeah. Well, so, I like, during that time, I got banned from a motel in South Florida, which is a very hard thing to do. I left, um, I don't know what, if I can say this, little nitrous darts all over a motel room. And when they went to clean it, I had gone back to, you know, recheck in. And they were like, oh, no, you you can't come here. We looked up what those were. You are going to hurt yourself. And I was like, dude, there are, like, needles outside. Like, mind your business. But whatever. I got. I, I didn't realize you could inject nitrous. No. So there, you, you can't. You, okay. Okay. I've, I've definitely never done any injecting of anything. My thing has always been like pills or powders, um, which is now it's nothing. It's just weed. <laughs> which California is, sober. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is an interesting 
way of like being sober because I haven't like really been sober in so long that now it's like I have feelings again. Oh, gross. I got, that's what I said. <laughs> like, gross. I'll, I'll find myself because my thing. So my thing was like anti-anxiety medication um, had me by the throat. And so like I went a solid three years without really <laughs> feeling much of anything, just kind of like going about my day to day life. Like nobody could tell that I was on anything, but I definitely was and like just kind of doing whatever and not feeling shit and now that sounds I, amazing it does until it wrecks your whole goddamn life and yeah now i'm like oh my god the i have feelings and i can cry and i hate it oh <laughs> i gotta be strong can't relapse god god i have feelings fuck feelings oh I, there's I have like so many songs that like I go to and I listen to um if I'm ever like really like oh I don't want to feel anything because music is like a such a, a, a big thing for me I have like lyrics tattooed all over my body I have everybody's everything tattooed on my side which is a little peep reference and he died from a Xanax uh fentanyl yep, in, his, in his bunk right after a show right uh before a show okay before a show so Xanax was my my thing, and I kind of got it for a few different reasons. I like the concept of everybody's everything in the job that I do. <laughs> I think it's a little bit funny. Um, but the full quote that the line is actually from is having it on my side is kind of like this constant reminder of like the dangers that come with that substance and to just try and stay away from it, <laughs> like do my best to not do it. Same reason I have like copacetic tattooed on my neck. It's the name of an album, but it also just means everything is okay. Yeah. So it's like I kind of have like little reminders plastered everywhere on my body <laughs> to not be depressed. It's a good move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like at some point I might end up just looking like a textbook. <laughs> I think there's worse things in this world to look like. <laughs> Honestly, the world probably needs more textbooks. Probably. People need more literacy. It's fine. <laughs> And if it keeps more eyes on you, if people are just like, what? Yeah, yeah they're like, wait, what's, what's that say? What do you got going on over there? <laughs> like, if it ups your engagement for them to pause the scene for a little bit and like, what was it? Right. Like, try and like look at it. I've only ever had actually one person like know the, the band and everything like that references my neck tattoo. And I remember like when she asked me, is that a knuckle puck reference? I screamed in the middle of a Denny's at four in the morning. As one does. Like, it's, I was, it's just such a random word to know what it's associated with. Like, I was so taken aback. I was like, I will, like, marry you right now. Like, I, in the middle of the store, I will have sex with you. Like, I do not care. I am so in love with you right now. So when's the date? I, well, she ended up being kind of crazy. Well, of course. But... <laughs> of course. So was the sex good, at least? I never had sex with her. You did you bang her? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, wait, you find out she's crazy that fast? You're like, I'm gonna, never mind. So it was, I we met at this like foot fetish party and I ha I was actually friends with her, the girl who she was like really close with. So it was kind of like, I met her through a different girl and then that other girl and I fell out and she just went, balls to the wall crazy like they both so i was like mm, i'm not touching this i don't i don't want anything to do with this well it's probably good you didn't put a ring on it then 
Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It could be good for the memoirs. <laughs> Something to talk about. Right? When you come do podcasts, like, so my crazy ex. Yeah. Well, I have plenty. I, I could go for hours about <laughs> crazy exes. Do you just have bad taste or? So no, because like, I think my current boyfriend is just the sweetest. He's so supportive of like what I do. And he like he doesn't try and control me in any way, whereas like my past boyfriends definitely have. He's very um, accepting of what I do, all parts of what I do, because I do a lot of like fetish stuff that would definitely put most people or a lot of people off. And he's just kind of like, yeah, not my thing, but like I'm not going to make that all just the about who you are. So he's he's great. That's awesome. Yeah, he's super. Like, because that's such a fucking rarity in this biz. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first boyfriend in the business had a goddamn wife. But I'm like, I'm going to just chalk it up to being like 22 and stupid. <laughs> I mean, we, we were all there. Of everything that's happened since I've been in porn, that should be like the most traumatic thing. Like that relationship. Just everything that happened in it. Like there was a lot. But I just look back on all of it and I'm like, I think some of this is like the funniest shit. Like I want, I would tell my therapist some of it. And he would be like, you should just make a stand-up bit about this. Well, and that's the thing. There's a fine line between comedy and tragedy. Well, so my favorite, 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 one of my favorite quotes is a quote from Daniel Sloss. He's a comedian. And he says that all comedy is, is tragedy plus time. So you take a really traumatic event, you give it enough time, and it's going to inevitably be funny. And that's holds true for just about anything if you look at the people who make not that this is a good thing to make jokes about but the people who will make jokes about 9-11 or the people who make jokes about any horrific thing that has happened like if they give it enough time you i feel like it's almost like a human need to find humor in like tragedy i agree one also the intent behind it like if yeah. i'm making oh, a yeah, joke yeah, yeah. be like making a joke at the expense of 9-11 survivors versus making a joke about 9-11, that's a big distinction. That is, yes, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> that is a big thing. Intent is huge. Like, you, because I'm definitely somebody where I, I don't really have much of a brain-to-mouth filter. It's, it, I have horribly... You'll fit right in here. And, yeah, like, it, it doesn't exist. If I think it, I'm probably going to say it. Or I'm, I'm going to sit there, like, looking fucking constipated until I say it, trying to hold it back. So... I've gotten myself in trouble before where I'm like, oh, wait, no, let me clarify. Like, the intent behind that was not to be mean. I promise. It's just, like, everything I say and do is to make myself laugh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. You're nicer than I am because I won't clarify. If you can't figure it out on your own, I don't need the point to fucking explain it to you. I So I'll clarify it if it's somebody I care about and I've hurt their feelings with a joke, which has definitely happened, like... Uh, more than once, for sure, I've made some jokes that hurt people's feelings that I care about. And I'm like... Look, like, I make most of my jokes at the expense of myself. Like, <laughs> so really, it's nothing personal <laughs> at all. I just go off the assumption if they know me well enough, they know I I don't mean shit by it. That's also kind of uh, one thing that I had hoped some, like, people would kind of get to realize about me. But mm, no, not too many. Like, <laughs> Well, then they're seeing themselves out. Like, at that point, you can filter yourself out of my life because... This isn't going to stop. Right. Like, I'm going to continue to say these things because I find them fucking funny. <laughs> and honestly, like, 
if you don't, then our humor doesn't line up, and that's probably not gonna right. be a good friendship or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> this is gonna end poorly at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I had a recent podcast guest on who said, "Oh, you know, I got pregnant really young, and like my family didn't want me to abort it, and the baby daddy said he'd kill himself if I aborted it." I'm like, "Oh, you almost got the high score." <laughs> like, <laughs> without missing a beat. That's just hilarious. That reminds me I of the time when I was like, had to have been 18 or 19, um, maybe 20, but I was walking in a fashion show and there was another girl there who had, she, she had self-harm marks. And I mean, so do I. Everybody points it out in the comments on my videos. It's so not a secret that I used to cut myself. Like, whatever. I don't care. Statistically, a lot of people did. A lot of people did. It's it's like so not a big shock, whatever. And she was freaking out. She's like, you think they'll be mad? And I was like, no, don't worry. Everyone was 16 once. And when I tell you, you could hear a pin drop in that fucking room. Every single girl stopped and looked at me like I had just said, like, like I just dropped the worst thing I could have said. And I was like... That was rather funny. <laughs> I do too. I'm surprised. You should turn around and be like, oh, all you bitches had perfect lives. Yeah, right. Like, I'm sorry, mommy and daddy got you everything, but like some of us. <laughs> some of us had to work to be here. <laughs> and then some of us were just on Tumblr too much. That was my thing. I always. Tumblr cause cutting? Yeah, no. So my thing, like, I um, hated it, but. Like, saw online, people were like, it makes you feel better. And I was, like, desperate to feel better because I have BPD and I'm bipolar and a whole bunch of things. Growing up with that is rough. So I'm, like, desperate to try and feel better. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And it, it's just, like, every single time I'd be like, this is so stupid because now I have to, like, wear long sleeves and it's summer and I have to, like, explain. Like, I would rather just be a bitch. <laughs> And, like, be one of those who are, like, insecure and, like, mean, then deal with this. And, obviously, I grew out of that. But I was definitely, like, a little chihuahua in high school. Just graduate on to cutting other people? But kind of basically, like, verbally. Like, I – because I went from, like, being so internally angry and not knowing why to then, like, externally angry at everything around me. And I was just, like – really really mean and then one day somebody said to me like you are one of the most negative people I know and for some reason that just like stuck with me and I remember I like thought that day I was like okay I am gonna make a conscious choice to not be that person anymore because I don't want to be viewed as like this negative person all the time and so I definitely that was when I really kind of started to take my mental health and everything more seriously and I was like okay wait being negative all the time is a bad thing <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, it's in the moment, especially, like, if you're outwardly negative and you're somebody who lashes out, it feels good in the moment. It feels good to get it out. You, you've passed that hurt to somebody else, but you've passed that hurt to somebody else. Oh, see, I, I'm negative, and I, I don't feel the need to hurt anyone. I just have low expectations for people. Uh, yeah, see, I, I'm somebody who definitely, not so much anymore, but I used to be somebody who would lash out really bad if, like... I had it, but that was like again my BPD. Like I've gone through therapy for it now, but pre-therapy, dude, BPD is wild. <laughs> oh, I know, I I know a, bu a bunch of people who have it, and like it's it's crazy. Like 
in the last couple of months, I think you are the third or fourth guest who's openly admitted on air having it as well. Yeah, really? So, yeah. That's awesome, though, because yeah. that makes me happy that it's becoming kind of more normalized to talk about as opposed to like this horrible secret. And especially with something like BPD that has such a horrible stigma to it. Like, you know, when I started dating my boyfriend, um, I told him that I have BPD. Obviously, I tell pretty much anybody I am like getting into any relationship with, hi, I do sex work and I have BPD. I want them to know what they're walking into. And then, good on you for that. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm, let me just tell you, it's not going to be easy. Like it's a, I'm a shit show. It, I, I'm very good at hiding it, but like one on one, I can get a little rough. So, you know, I told him that, and my fucking little ADHD brain was like, "Where are you going with that now?" You told him truth in advertising. You're just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then he he started to Google it, and he was like. Basically, every article is just saying run, like run if you find somebody who like that's how bad the stigma is. And like certain countries have legal legalized um, medical medically assisted suicide for people with BPD, which is terrible, in my opinion, because it is. First of all, it's a it does it's it, it can go into remission if you go through the DBT therapy. It's literally just relearning how to um handle interpersonal relationships and like talk to people and control your own emotions stuff like that it can go into remission but the problem is like your moods and everything spike so rapidly so like something that might affect you on a scale of one to ten and it might be a, a three for me it could be a fucking 50 <laughs> and in that moment i could want to end it all and then 10 minutes later i'll forget what i was even upset about and so for them to have, like, legalized that is like, damn, that's so upsetting that people are like, we've just given up on you guys. <laughs> well, and that's the unfortunate part about suicide in general is the fact oh, that yeah. a lot of times you talk – the interviews they do with people that, like, survive jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, they're like, the minute I was in the air, I regret doing this. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you're doing suicide like that, you can't be like, just kidding, guys, just – just yeah, yeah. They like I I did read up a lot on it and you know, you do have to go through a very rigorous process in order to qualify for it. But it, it just it's one of those things to see like one of your own disorders added to it, especially a disorder that if you really take the time and learn about it is not as bad as a lot of people maybe make it out to be and television makes it out to be it's not necessary like <laughs> That's the thing that people forget about uh, fucking television all the time. Is like, Dude, it's, if it's a work of fiction, it's some asshole in a writer's room coming up with this. It's, it's not an not expert. Real. It's not real. <laughs> like, even if it's portrayed as real, it is some asshole in a writer's room coming up with this. Their idea. And Actually, they're in front of Netflix right now. But wait, what? They're in front of Netflix right now. But <laughs> <laughs> we can go. Oh my god, we can pause the podcast and go beat up some writers for poorly portraying BPD. I think poorly portraying any mental illness. There have been so few depictions of mental illness that I have seen in media that I've been like, yes, that was good. I think Shameless did a really good job with bipolar. And <laughs> I think Gone Girl, uh, not Gone Girl, oh my god, uh, Girl Interrupted, I'm sorry. Yeah, Gone Girl is just a horror movie for straight guys. <laughs> straight guys who cheat. <laughs> straight guys. Yeah, fair enough. Um <laughs> <laughs> Never cheated. Just I'm slow to commit. <laughs> Never just slow to commit. 
Um, Girl Interrupted does a good job, I think, at portraying different mental illnesses. But I just think as a whole, there is not a lot of fair representation for that. No, because it, it would involve research and actually talking and to professionals. Effort and care and ugh, God forbid you need to spend some of your budget on that. Or, you know, spend time getting away with a good story for... Right. Like, you could by far get, like, a phenomenal movie about mental illness if you took the time to research and sat down with people and, like, looked at it and then actually made the movie. Oh, my God. It, it could be done, but nobody wants to take the time to do it. No. <laughs> Which is so unfortunate. Like, Euphoria, um, one of the main characters, Jules, is trans in the show, but she's trans in real life. And... There's two special episodes, and her she has one of them. She helped uh, write and produce it, and she included a lot of her own experiences as a trans woman in it. And the episode is so beautiful. And the fact that she was able to talk about her experiences as a trans woman and what that is like and what that feels like, I thought was super cool that they actually like used a real trans woman and they used her stories and they let her you know, control the narrative as as much as she could within the show, of course, but control the narrative of how she was shown because she she said, I think I read in an interview that she didn't want to just be the trans girl in the show. She wanted to be a girl who happened to be trans and was in the show. And that's exactly what they managed to do. So like, there's so few that can do, but when they do, they it's so good. It's like- I'm a big fan of Euphoria, actually. I'm a- I love Euphoria. Did you hear what happened to Fez? Cloud. Yeah. That's really sad. I was so sad about that. I don't know what they're going to do with season three now. I don't think they're going to be able to. Like, I heard it got pushed until 2024 now. The girl who plays Maddie is already in her 30s. Like, she started that show in her 30s. I know, and lying about her age, too. <clears throat> Wait, she lied about her age? Oh, yeah. She she misrepresented her age when she first got cast. This is what things I've read. I <laughs> so allegedly, please don't sue me. <laughs> please don't sue me. But allegedly, she, she misrepresented her age to let... To be like, oh, she's in closer in age to everyone else. Oh. Like, Sydney Sweeney is like 24 or 25 at this point, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, she misrepresented that she was around the same age as everyone else on the cast. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, she's like mid-30s, I think. Looking good. She, yeah, she's... She doesn't look it. No. No. <laughs> no. Like, she looks... I look at her, I'm like, dude, you look younger than me, and I'm playing 25. Like, I'm playing young... Like, that, just how... <laughs> And she looks young enough that Leo would still holler at her. <laughs> it is witchcraft. I don't understand. Good jeans, good docs. Who knows? Right. <laughs> I love all your little shot glasses. Those are from house. South Africa. From South Africa? What brought you there? Drinking and shenanigans? Why not? Honestly, sure. <laughs> Literally one of those things where like, oh, they're offering a fairly cheap flight, and I can maintain my status if I take this flight and get these miles. <laughs> I, I had diamond status with Delta at one point, and like when I stopped traveling full time, there was a point where I was just like, I need for like two, three years afterwards. I'm like, I just need to take trips to maintain my miles, so I'm just gonna go places that are really fucking far away. <laughs> I I love that though, because like, where? So, what places have you been? Oh, sorry, audience who's heard this multiple times. <laughs> you get to hear it again. You get to hear it again. <laughs> Hopefully, it's some of your audience who's new to the show. <laughs> I have been to Mexico, Cuba, Colombia, Spain, France, the UK, Finland, Germany, the Netherlands, Japan, Australia. I feel like I'm missing shit. South Africa. 
I think that's it. I think that's all six continents that I've been on. Holy shit. So which has been your favorite? Japan. Been there three times. Uh, oh, yeah. You were telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. They, they know. They know. <laughs> they, they, you they guys know. are aware of Japan. Yeah. They're, they're, they're painfully aware. Like, <laughs> the eye roll. Oh, no. He mentioned Japan. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like me mentioning Japan at this point is like Joe Rogan mentioning DMT. DMT is so fun. I've never actually done it. I did it on New Year's. Um, that was kind of, I brought in 2023 and probably like the worst, best way I could have. And anybody who knows me has like heard the story, but I I feel like that might be a little too dark to like. Oh no, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Okay. You can't tempt me with a, oh, this story's too dark, Matt. I'm trouble. It's, I have to try it because I, there's certain, the internet. Points, you can there's certain points of it I'm going to leave out because like there's, you know, other, other parties involved. Basically, I... Started the night by taking um, just uh, I I I had some stuff going on. Um, I was is I this was, all during the bender period. Yes, okay. and I took probably twenty bars, um, and passed out. So one bar is an average dose for someone, right? One so t- a half a bar would be like an average dose. A bar is two milligrams, and I just took like a handful. And so that's forty for those who can't do math at home. It was a lot. I was very worked up about something that was um, coming, and um, I was found uh, kind of like foaming a little bit at the mouth, and um, I did some. Coke and I balanced myself out, fell back to sleep, woke up, did DMT, <laughs> uh, and then had this big revelation. I was like, I need to like fix shit. And that was actually kind of when I started to like lighten up on the drugs I was using and kind of look forward to rehab a little bit more. Um, oh, I thought you meant fix shit like build a shed. <laughs> I'm so disappointed now. <laughs> I can't build anything. So, yeah, but cocaine you- gives you that confidence that you can. Oh, see, yeah, it does. Um, it, yeah, I when I was like, when I was stripping, that was like kind of my go-to. Was like I would just go in the bathroom, get drunk, and then I would go in the bathroom and I would do coke, and then you mix those two, and it turns into a whole different compound in your brain. And it's like... And is there science behind that? Yes, there is. It, so it's called uh, cocaethylene, I believe. When you mix alcohol and cocaine, it becomes a different drug in your brain. And it is a lot more dangerous. <laughs> but that's why some people will say like, oh, I only prefer to either drink when I'm on coke or do coke when I drink. It's because it's creating a whole different compound in your head. That if you were to do the one on, the, like, on their own. I feel like this should be followed by the more you know, fucking... <laughs> so, okay. So my thing was what I was using was if I was going to, I was, I was going to be smart about it to the, as, as much as I could. And by that, I mean, I was going to constantly test everything and I was going to be as educated about what I was mixing and how I was mixing it and like the dangers it had. It, it, I was practicing a lot of harm reduction throughout this entire process because I was a very high functioning addict. Um, and yeah, so that was how I learned. Well, according to Dr. Drew, you're not an addict till it ruins your life. Well, it just about did. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you weren't an addict till that point. <laughs> that is some... I would love to have a conversation with him about that and be like, I, the, the 
first time I actually ever did a interview with Captain Jack was the first time I had ever gone through my first ever withdrawal. Ooh. Yeah. So my first time ever on a podcast and my first ever interview in porn, I was violently sick and I did not know why. I had no idea I had anything to do with the drugs at that point. And then I, I, you know, I took one and I felt better and I was like, oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, and like since then, it, I'd gone through so many more, but I remember my first Captain Jack. I don't even think I told him that because I did another one with him fairly recently and I wanted to tell him, like, <laughs> you know, that first interview I did with you, I don't remember. <laughs> And I was like, I like, I will go back through and read it. And I'm like, oh my God, you sound so cringy. Shut up. Like, it's okay. It happens to the best of us. Don't feel bad. There have definitely been episodes of this podcast where I don't remember if I've saved them or not by the next day. <laughs> like sometimes, you know, me and the guest really turn, you know, fucking tear it out. And it's right. like, it's like, oh fuck, did, did I save that episode? Fuck. Fuck. Whew. It happens. I have Crush and Sprite. You have fancy Mexican Sprite. I do. So, okay. Because your publicist said Crush, you said Sprite, so I just went both. Both is always good. I I mean, you said you have ADHD, so I'm sure you know, like, having the multiple drinks is, like, kind of a staple, I feel like, for anybody with ADHD. Like, I always have, like, a water, a juice, a soda, and then, like, an insure <laughs> or some type of, like, protein. I, I only, only drink, like, Three things. This is water, energy, drink, alcohol. Water, energy, alcohol. <laughs> yeah. so start today with energy. If I'm still dragging, more energy. Water in between, then alcohol. Dude, I wish I could do energy drinks. They just give me, like, heart palpitations and... Oh, I just ignore my body. It... Oh, you just ignore it. It's, like, it's fine. It's like the Fonz with the jukebox. And a little bit of play. Dude, I, I can't because my heart, like, I, I so I already have a heart condition and my heart already goes way too fucking fast. So if I start to mix, like, energy drinks and stuff on top of that, it's always, like, I in, like, 210, my heart will hit. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. This is it. But you haven't yet, so. No, but there have definitely been moments where I've, like, I've had to go to the hospital because I've, I've just been, like, sitting there having a conversation like this. And out of nowhere, my heart will spike up to, like, 180, 190. So I have to go to the hospital for it. And, oh, in those moments, I sure do wish because, like, your whole body kind of clamps up. And then I get, like, what I call, like, crabby claws because I just, like, can't move. So, like, my whole body is, like, stuck like this. And they're trying to do the EKG, and they're like, you need to unfold yourself. I'm like, I fucking can't. <laughs> the electrical impulses in my brain are not allowing this. They're not. They're not. <laughs> you're, you're medical professionals. You know how this works. You would think so, but I had to go to the emergency room well over 30 times before they actually, like, diagnosed me with my heart condition. And they weren't like, oh, no, it's not just anxiety. You're just, you're not just a hysterical, you know, 25, 24, whatever, however old you were. Like, well, obviously you didn't have anxiety. You had 40 grams, milligrams. So, you know what? That I actually wasn't using at that point because I had like, this was, um, I was like, this actually, it was because of having to go to the hospital so many times that I picked the benzos back up because I got off of them for a little while. Um, but because I kept going to the hospital almost sometimes three times a week for my heart, they were constantly attributing it to anxiety. They were constantly giving me volume, whatever. And it was like 
God damn it. Like, just enabling you? Yeah, basically. And then they, uh, the one of the last times I went to that specific hospital, they had labeled me just as a drug seeker because they were like, nothing's wrong with you. And I went in and I screenshot every single one of my EKGs. The next hospital I went to, they ended up admitting me because I have long QT syndrome, which can cause cardiac arrest at any moment. And Please don't die in here. I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> you don't know that it could happen I'm at any time. I'm on beta blockers. I'm on beta blockers. Everything. It, it's it's doing. It's okay. Oh, so you're not just you know California sober. You're on beta blockers too. <laughs> you're on drugs. You're just on. <laughs> I'm on drugs to keep my my heart doing what it's supposed to do. Um, but yeah, no. The doctor was like, it's not just ink because you know there was one point where they had given me ten milligrams of IV Valium, which, which should calm anybody down. And I went from laying down to sitting up. So I went from, I think my heart was at like one, maybe 105 to 168 from going from like laying to sitting. And I ended up having to go pee in a bedpan. And they were still just like, no, it's just anxiety. And I'm like, how is it anxiety when you've given me, like, I'm I'm telling you as somebody who is a, a, a an addict to, to these pills, like I should be begging you for them. And instead, I'm begging you to not give me them and to, like, actually look and see what the hell is going on. Because it's like, no matter how much I take, my heart is still going to go crazy. So <laughs> there's a very real chance that someone could have fucked you to death on set. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> for me, what triggers it more than anything else is intense emotions. So none of that was sex. Oh, uh, actually, no. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm really good at dissociating. <laughs> or, like, I also don't, like, um, unless it is, like, specifically for work, I'm the laziest person in bed because I don't want to get my heart rate up there because, like, I did have to go to the hospital one time because a guy was giving me head and my heart started going too fast. So do you give that disclaimer to new partners, too? <laughs> like, I mean, BPD, sex work, lazy in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I make up for it. In in other ways, I just. Are you an expert baker? I'm. I just. I'm like. I don't get on top, but like, I give great head. <laughs> Very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> but it won't raise her heartbeat. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that uh, like, it's so it's for me. It's really more like emotional things, and it's a lot of times things like, um, sudden changes. Anything that, like, would kind of give you whiplash or, like, blindside you, that will really get it going for me. And then I'm like, okay, I have to, like, remove myself from the situation and, like, sit down for an hour so I don't give myself a fucking heart attack or something. Like, Oh, so I should keep the clowns behind the curtain, right? <laughs> you know, if I was scared of clowns. <laughs> no, and comes, like, all of them, like, oh, fuck, I was lying. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to mention, they're all juggalos. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to kill you <laughs> during the podcast. During the podcast, just so we're all clear, he made sure to specify during the podcast, so if you don't see me after this, you know why. <laughs> Her Lyft driver. Oh, no, 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 you're the one who said during the podcast. In my apartment, that's paperwork. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't lost a guest yet. <laughs> That's why I have Narcan in the fridge. 
Oh, I always keep Narcan. I have like all the time. Have you ever had to actually Narcan someone before? Oh, no, thankfully, dude, it's it is the worst. And like, if you so if you ever have to Narcan somebody, you want to get it up in their nose as like comfortably as get it up there, but don't fucking hurt them. Push it. Don't do the second one. Wait to see if they come to. If they don't, do the second one. And then get the fuck out of bounds because they're going to projectile vomit everywhere. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe I will let people die. No. <laughs> but, but, like, the first time I had to do it, I did not know that the projectile vomiting would happen because what the Narcan does is it stops the opiate from working. So it essentially, to my understanding, will send them straight into withdrawal. And the Narcan only lasts for so long, so then they can go back into overdose. It's just a whole thing. Like, as, as soon as you Narcan someone, you got to call 911. <laughs> so the question is, can you boof it? Can you just do it through the brown hole? Would it work more effectively that way? <laughs> I have no idea. Just efficient. Efficiency. If you ever get the chance to find that out, though. I hope not. I honestly hope not. Because... Like, Knowing my luck, I'll flip them over. I'll stick it up their ass. I'll Narcan them, and then they'll choke on their own vomit. <laughs> no, because they'll be on their stomach, so that the, it won't. If they're on they'll the pool, back, you hold their heads up or something. It sounds like a lot of effort. <laughs> a lot of effort. <laughs> and that's why it's you put them in their nose, not their butt. I actually just both? heard the term "boofing" not uh two like two nights ago. I so I was uh, scrolling Reddit and I was um, on a subreddit for former benzo addicts and somebody was talking about how they used to boof the pills and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what? So I googled it and then I was like, what? Why are they putting it up their butt? Because it's absorbed. <laughs> It does. It, no, no. Pretty much everybody was like, "You're like, no. This is like, it's it's as ineffective as people as people who are like, I'm gonna snort a bard. No, you're not. Why? 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 Like, from my understanding, assholes are hungry. <laughs> I I think I just get so frustrated with people who like use substances and then have no idea what the fuck they're doing because I'm like, you're gonna fucking hurt yourself. Don't do that. Like, yeah. you're smart about what you're doing. Most people don't care. Why? But it's so upsetting to me because it's like, you should. You should. Why? Because it's, you'll get one life as far as we know. And, you know. Right. So get wild. <laughs> don't get too wild, though. Don't get too wild. I, I mean, got too wild once and I got frostbite in my entire mouth. Um, okay. I got it. How did this happen? Nitrous. I bought a tank of nitrous and thought I could use it like you know the regular um whip whippets yeah whippets but i bought a tank and i like you're a goddamn dentist oh yeah <laughs> i was going through it this is where does one even get a tank of nitrous smoke shops a tank uh-huh yep how do they justify buying that's like the for one. balloons uh no, so like cook whipped cream. You can make whipped cream with it. Yeah, but a tank, you can. Oh yeah, no. I one time dropped tanks in front of cops, and I was like, "I'm baking." They were fine. Like an industrial kitchen, like the fuck. Tank? It's so it's a tank is probably about as like 
you know, as, as wide as this bottle and as tall as this bottle. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like a, yo. I think you're thinking. You're like a helium fucking, yeah. like, no, 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 like no. fucking need a dolly to fucking. <laughs> I just had a vision of you, like, you can wheeling this out of a smoke shop, like, <laughs> nothing to see here. No, no, no. So they're probably, they're about the size, maybe a little bit bigger than like that. Um, and and you're I. You're touching the Malort. <laughs> Wait, what is Malort? I've heard Malort is disgusting. It is. God damn it. I kind of want to, because like my roommate was saying it was really bad. I was like, if I ever got the chance to try that, I feel like I have to. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for your relapse, but it has been an ongoing bit recently for me to go. Oh, my problem was never uh, booze. I'm just a bad drunk and I turned red because I'm Japanese. My problem was Xanax and ketamine. <laughs> well, it has been an ongoing bit as of late because that bottle was purchased by Megan Mistakes, who, because I'm, I'm a native Chicagoan. Okay. And she thought it was. My boyfriend is too. Oh, it'd be weird if we know the same people because Chicago's a weird, small drinking town. But she bought that because she's like, oh, you're from Chicago. It's hilarious. And so it's been a bit as of late. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, my God. That... It's horrible. No, that's... Sm- it's horrible. That smells like a hate crime. It is. <laughs> it's a hate crime in your mouth. I'm going to try it. <laughs> no, 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 not now. Not now because it, oh. oh, it's it's BTS for the Patreon for people doing shots of Malort. Oh, oh. <laughs> Can't give that away for free. <laughs> okay, okay. Can't give, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Just give it away like full on penetrative sex on your OnlyFans for free? What are you doing? That's the equivalent here. <laughs> My OnlyFans is just such a bizarre place. I swear. I am like so open with people on there. And I'm also like, because it's like me running the account. And I told myself when I started porn, I was not going to change my personality. I was just going to be myself, and if people liked it, they liked it. If they didn't, they didn't. Whatever. I got bullied out of high school. I'm used to not being liked. It is what it is. <laughs> like, that's fine. Um, where was I going with that? Well, you brought, brought yourself to porn, and you weren't going to change. Oh, yeah. I didn't. So I didn't, like, want to. There, I had a point to it. It's gone. That My ADHD was like, there it is. There it, it happens. Goes. It happens to the best of us. Post work. Don't do drugs. That's actually probably why it goes so fast. <laughs> the gears of frying my fucking brain. Oh my god! No, I was telling you the story of the frostbite of my mouth. Yes, and I, I got sidetracked with you having a giant. I got sidetracked with, and then the malort. Okay. These things happen on the show. It's okay. <laughs> so I typically what people will do is they'll you could buy a whipped cream. Uh, like a, at home, what they have at Starbucks, how they, they dispense whipped cream. You could buy those, and if you don't put the heavy cream, you just get the nitrous to whip it. You buy the tanks. And I thought I could just lay back and, you know, lay back and do the tank, and it'd be, oh, hell no. I did that, laid back, got blasted in the mouth with, like, um, the, like, just cold, like, liquid. I don't even know what it, I mean, it, it wasn't like a liquid, but it, it, it was just, it wasn't the proper way to do it. And, um, yeah, like, the entire roof of my mouth, my tongue, my gums were all, like, I was, like, spitting out blood. And I was like, fuck. Like, god damn, I hope this shit heals fine. It healed just fine. Why didn't I, you film it? You could have made big money on that. <laughs> Honestly, I, <laughs> there are some people out there who... Oh, just a girl? Yeah. <laughs> big money. Big fucking money. You missed an opportunity there. <laughs> what for the, the the amount of blood? <laughs> oh, just, people would pay for it. You know it. Oh, I I mean I yeah yeah I've had people pay me for some. 
<laughs> my favorite one is still it's the least crazy one, but it's the most it's the most bizarre one. Somebody one minute video, a hundred dollars of me just playing with my ear, just like putting my hair behind my ear, like maybe stroking my earlobe completely clothed didn't really want my face in it at all like just kind of wanted to go from one ear to the other 30 seconds on one 30 seconds on the, it was the quickest 100 bucks i ever made but i was like i used to get bullied for my ears and now i'm getting paid for them this is so cool <laughs> the internet's a wild place it's oh i love it though i love it i was like a kid who had no friends so my friends were the internet <laughs> had no friends oh my god no i was like a weird little emo kid who had like just crazy, crazy, crazy issues at home. And then like, <laughs> I, I was just very odd kid. Like one of those, I wasn't like the kid who like hissed at you in the hallway or whatever, but I fell into this weird middle ground of like the sort of degenerate misfit type kids and then the emo kids and then I kind of fell in the middle of that but I got bullied so badly I ended up like dropping out and I just got I got my GED and I'm like Fuck all of you and now so many of the kids who used to bully me are like on my OnlyFans and I'm like oh you pathetic little shit I'm gonna charge you so fucking much for everything and I have I have made guys pay like Upwards of a thousand dollars for customs sometimes if they used to bully me in high school and then they're like, I'm so sorry, you're so pretty now. I would love to buy a video from you. Like, yeah, okay, you can sure. You better be ready to empty your fucking pockets though. Fuck you. <laughs> like, and it's usually gonna be like the lowest effort video because it's like I didn't just get like mildly bullied. I got like viciously attacked, like online and like from every fucking angle. Kids were just so mean. Because this was, like, before it was frowned upon to bully Cyber people. bully people. And yeah, like, it, this was when cyberbullying kind of started. So people were online telling me to kill myself left and right. Like, you can't do that now. If you say kill yourself to somebody online now, all hell's going to break loose and you're the bad guy. Oh, shit. But, like... I got to go delete a post real quick. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you're not supposed to say that to teenagers? <laughs> But, like, this was when it had first, like, kind of became a thing. And it was, like, trendy. And so, so many people were saying that to me online. And it was, like, just it this. It was trendy to tell you to kill yourself? Yeah, it was Specifically trendy. you. Yes. It literally, like, I had gotten invited to this girl's house. And I, like, I wasn't an idiot. I was never an idiot. I grew up with Addicts' parents. I had to sort of learn people very quickly, read people very quickly, and read situations very quickly from a very young age. So, luckily... When this girl messaged me, she's like, I want you to come to my house for this sleepover. I was like, no, this is a fucking trap. You are setting me up for something and I'm not coming. I don't want any part of it. Um, but it was like that. And I'm like, okay, so well, like, were they going to try and like jump me or like just kind of invite me over to the sleepover and then have me be like this laughing stock? Because I also like didn't really look how I look until about 22, 23 I very I was a late bloomer, for sure. <laughs> wow, because that, that that kind of shit is like someone who has never experienced violence in their life. Because no one's gonna be like, please come into my home so I can do something horrible. Who's never experienced like actual violence? Because anyone who's experienced any sort of violence in their life would be like, 
Yeah, I'm not gonna. That's that, that was kind of my thing. I was like, I've I have experienced violence and like I've I've experienced all of that. I grew up around that. So when I have these girls who are horrible to me in school suddenly kissing my ass and telling me to come over to this random location, sorry, but no, like I don't try that on somebody else. Like, but it won't be me. Like, I'm not gonna get jumped. I'm sorry. I'm small. <laughs> and like I said, in high school, I was a chihuahua. I was like. I tried to be as like loud and like vicious as possible because I didn't want anybody to try and fight me because I, I couldn't fight. Like the only person I've ever been in a fight with is my mother. Did you win? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was like. That's all that matters. You won. That was like a very unfortunate. Her and I are good now, but like it was very unfortunate. Well, she knows her place. <laughs> you won. <laughs> I got a really bad boxer's fracture. Again, oh. something I'm proud of. At well, yeah, all. you did throw a good I punch. Was, <laughs> you got a boxer's fracture. I was a 15 year old with BPD and like unmedicated and just in a bad environment. Not something I'm proud of at all. I mean, if she had better head movement, you wouldn't have hurt your hand. Well, well okay. So what had happened was like, I didn't even know I was going to swing at her. Her boyfriend was screaming at me to go kill myself. Blah, 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 blah. blah what the blah, fuck? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, my it's been it's been a journey. My mom and I's relationship. I adore her now. I like uh, we we get along great now. I hope she's not still with that dude. Oh, he's she's not. He's in prison, and his son has actually subscribed to my. <laughs> I hope you're charging him a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, that like that's full on like full circle Brazzers fucking stepsister porn right, right there. Oh my god, no! I actually have one that's even better. That I will tell you after. Okay, we want to get back to you and mom in the fight. No, so my mom's boyfriend was screaming all that at me. I went to throw a snowmobile helmet at him so just so he would fuck off. And she came charging at me. And apparently my brain was like, okay, fight or flight. And that was when it was fight. And I got removed from my home and I had to like bounce couches living with different friends basically since I was 15. Um, so like after I stopped living with my mom, we realized we get along a hell of a lot better when we are not living together <laughs> um or like forced to be around each other for like super extended periods of time we're just very very similar and very very different and it complicates things like <laughs> no i get it like my father and i had a real shit relationship and it was better like when i stopped living with him and then at one point, it was just like, oh, you're a whole human being. I just cut him off from my life. But, like, yeah. there there was a brief window there where it was like, oh, we could be civil. Yeah. And I, now he's dead, so. I, God damn. I didn't do it. Dude, I love when people are talking about somebody, and then they go, and then they're dead. And they, that's just, they say it so casual. I had a friend, um, actually, it was my ex's sister, who would just, like, she would be telling the story about a person, and then, oh, but they're dead. And it was always just such like, wait, what the fuck? Like, hold on. How did you just get through that? Like, did you just gloss past that so casually? Well, I mean, how else to, like, it, it, it stops the, so do you guys get along now question? <laughs> well, that is. It's kind of a one-sided conversation these days. <laughs> I don't know. Get a Ouija board. That sounds like way too much effort. It's right around Halloween. You could do a whole little Patreon thing. Yeah. And if you get drunk enough, you might actually hallucinate it working. Well, and the problem is he died of Alzheimer's, so like he <laughs> wouldn't know where he was anyways. <laughs> he, he wouldn't know what the board is. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry for your loss. 
I'm not. Oh, you're like, fuck, I'm not. I, I feel that way about some of my family for sure. It's one of those things where, like, I feel bad that, like, I tried to do the best I could for him. Like, when he got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I hadn't spoken to him in, like, <clears throat> five, six years at that point. And he almost ended up as a ward of the state because I'm his only dependent. Mm -hmm. So, like, I did the best I could to make arrangements to get him into a good home and shit like that. And then, like, three months after getting into the home, he died. Damn. And then the lawyer would take my case when I tried to sue them over it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think the home had notes that I was kind of, like, hands off. Oh, got it. Like, one lawyer took the case, and then, like, six months later, I was like, yeah. Because there was definitely times where, like, the home would call me at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning and be like, I am on the West Coast. You're the professionals. <laughs> Fucking deal with it. <laughs> oh, no. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? I, don't I feel like that's how I would be, though, like, with either of my parents. And I get along now with both my mom and my dad very well. Um... I'm about to air some of my dad's family's dirty laundry because I think it's fucking hilarious. And I made fun of him yesterday for it for about 30 minutes. Um, so now I get to do it to a whole bunch in front of a whole bunch of people. So my I'm not going to say any other names, but one of his sisters is married to her stepbrother. They grew up together and just like we're soulmates. They have kids together. But I'm like. I will never not find that shit funny because it's like <laughs> you guys are really out here living what I pretend to do for work. <laughs> well, you're not pretending to get impregnated by them. I know we're married to them or anything like that, but like, nope, they, I, I think they were like six when they met and like they grew up together. So like they are brother and sister and I'm like, do they lose their virginities to each other? I think so. Yeah. Like, That's I, fucked up. That, that, I think that they have just been each other's first for, like, everything. Well, and I wonder if they have one of those parents that's like, it's okay if you do it under our roof. Nope. So my my grandmother actually disowned um, the stepson. Oh, not her own daughter? No, no, not not her daughter, but the stepson absolutely was disowned. Well, that's fucked. <laughs> like, my flesh and blood, it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, the, the weird one I brought in. Well, you have to keep in mind, like, she... I don't, I don't know. There's something about, like, maybe the culture in Japan, like, family is different over there. So maybe that's why she didn't cut off her actual daughter. But her stepson, she was like, fuck you. I give two fucks less. Um, it's because he's a gaijin, right? What? Because he's a gaijin, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't actually know didn't how. Didn't answer that question. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, dodging that one. <laughs> It's okay. Grandparents are okay to be a little racist. Um, so she, my grandma, my mother's side is fucking racist. I, that woman's going to outlive the fucking cockroaches. And that is a thing that I have said to so many people and will say to the internet loud and proud. I despise her. She made my brother cry once in a big boy. So I made her cry. Cause my little brother really just, all he liked was chicken tenders and fries. He was a picky kid. That was his thing. And she was, like, giving him shit for it and calling him fat. And I was like, hey, I have an eating disorder, and I just got out of a psych ward. Do you really want to do that to your grandson? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I made her cry, and my mom's like, you need to apologize. And I was like, no. Like, why the fuck would I do that? I'm not sorry, so I'm not going to lie and say I am. Right? She'll be dead soon anyways. <laughs> you would think so. But no. She has outlived every possible thing that could happen to her. I mean, a car accident and a stroke broken bones she is just a brooch that won't go she's she's a very mean woman uh she's very racist she's very homophobic she's very like 
So you should send her Christmas cards of you in box. <laughs> She's actually, so I've pretty much been told by everybody in my family that she can be the one who is not allowed to know what I do because they're scared. She's just going to fucking croak. And I'm like, hey, I might hold the golden ticket to freeing all of us from this. So what's, why are you slowing down? Like <laughs> Because I would then have to talk to my mom's side of the family, which I will not do. No, you don't. Oh, oh but I would. Why? Because they're so weird. Yeah. There's this There's thing like, called a red button on your phone and you don't have to answer. I know, but they, they, would try, they won't stop. Like, lock them. Oh, I do. Then just do the thing. <laughs> You're eventually... At enough time, it'll become comedy. <laughs> oh, it already is. <laughs> right, but for the rest of them. <laughs> oh, no. They they don't understand that at all. They take everything, like, so seriously to the point where it's like, oh, my God. Like, I couldn't imagine going through life and taking everything I say and do so fucking seriously. Wait a minute. You're not supposed to do that? <laughs> everything I've said this episode has been very serious. <laughs> like... It just seems so draining. It does. To, like, go about everything you do worrying what somebody's going to think or say or feel. Like, Oh, you definitely shouldn't do that. Uh-uh. I used to, and it drove me up the wall. And, like, now I'm like, I don't really care, man. I'm I'm in my mid-20s. Like, I don't You're really... spinster, you. you... I, don't have, I don't have the same, like, energy that I used to, like... I think a lot of it is like the excessive drug use that I had put my like my body and my brain through. I'm just like mentally, I don't have the energy for like bullshit anymore. I, I say you send her the Christmas card. <laughs> I will take the photo for you. I will find another vagina for you to lick, and I will take the, orchestrate the whole thing. <laughs> I will. I like you. I'll do the solid. I'll help. You know. Emotionally devastate your grandmother. I I have signed that like entire side of the family up for like the Church of Scientology, and like I've been considering like doing the mail order poop for Christmas, just like have some animal shit delivered to their door. Like I love stuff like that because it's legal, it's funny. Oh, I got one better for you. Hmm. You can order embalmed cow uteruses. Well, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> Because they're, they're supposed to be for science classes and shit. Like, because right. <laughs> someone said to me at one point something about like, I wish I had a pussy, and I just fucking sent them a uterus. You didn't. I did. You might be my new favorite person ever, <laughs> ever. Like that is the definition of you just let the intrusive thought fucking win. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what part of what I said earlier? Like I don't try to like censor it or tell. Like, <laughs> if you're not going to accept it, this is just how it's going to be. This is just how, what you get. This yeah. is what you get. I am too old and don't give enough of a fuck to try to cater to, you know, people's bullshit. Yeah. To like. This is why I've also been single for a very long time. <laughs> I, I feel like that's, you know, it might be partly why I have like so many issues in relationships is because I'm just so unwilling to like change some of my ways some of them i'm willing to compromise on like with my you know my current partner he's definitely made me realize some of my behaviors i need to work on but like some of them like with like my joking for example i've kind of told him like look you can ask anybody who's known me at any point in my life i've always been like this you're just gonna have to get thicker skin or like 
take it or leave it out. Like take it or leave it. Yeah, because I'm like I I can admit like I can be a bit cunty sometimes, so I can work on that. But like I like when it comes to like the jokes and stuff, like it comes from such a place of love for me. Right, intent, intent. Yeah, intent, and like I am such a big person about intent, like because I I know a lot of what I say can be perceived as like a bad thing but it's like no please understand the intent behind it because it's like i never have like ill i rarely have ill intent behind you know the things i say or do (laughs) intent is the difference between murder and manslaughter yeah it makes a whole difference for everything exactly that's what i hate about do you remember how i told you yeah the adhd thing (laughs) yeah i have juice in my purse (laughs) I guess I you were like, he's not going to provide properly. No, this is just like my favorite juice. It's really well, why didn't you ask me to get it? Because I already had some and I didn't, I felt bad. I don't want to make you buy stuff. You're not making me buy alcohol. Like, <laughs> oh my God, a $3 fucking juice. Oh no. Not a $50 bottle of tequila that you're going to have two drinks out of. Oh, sorry. That's oh my not... God. Does that happen? Oh yeah. Why do you think there's fucking bottles on the bar that I'm not touching. Oh my god. I, I I guess I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you just kind of end up with like everybody's favorite alcohol even if you hate it. Yeah, but even if I'm not like I burn through these pretty quickly. What is that? This is Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig. 94 proof bourbon that <laughs> is you know kind of the house wine of the show at this point. Ooh. This is like a $25 bottle for 94 proof bourbon. Wow. Yeah. It's not bad. Does the trick. It's really good. Especially for the price point, because my other go-to $25 bourbon, people discovered, and it is now a $100 bourbon. Oh, no. Yeah, so I don't get it very often. <laughs> now it's like a special treat. Yeah. Or I go to some other state where they don't know what they have, and I fucking steal everything they fucking have. <laughs> I, mean, I was in Texas like two years ago, and it's W.L. Wellish Special Reserve, which for bourbon snobs... It is the same mash and barrels of Pappy Van Winkle. It's basically rejected Pappy. Okay. It's from the same distillery. It's like, this didn't make the cut to become Pappy, so we're going to bottle it as W.L. Weller. Okay. And it used to be a $25 bottle because people didn't know any fucking better. Now, if you gray market it in L.A., it's a fucking $100 plus for a fucking fifth. See. <clears throat> and I was in Texas. Oh God. I was in Austin. Walked into some random liquor store. I saw that they had like a marking on the shelf for it. I'm like, do you have any? And they're like, uh, let me check in the back. I'm like, they came out with a handle. I'm like, so how much is the handle? They're like, 44. I'm like, Fuck. you're like, I'm fucking taking that. Right. Give like, that to me right, right now. now. I put my fucking luggage overweight. So it ended up being like an $80 bottle, but still. <laughs> Honestly, worth it. I mean, like if you got that much of it. <laughs> yeah. Like I almost broke that woman's hand. <laughs> that like, you're like, like 44. <laughs> fucking fine. Take it fast enough. That's funny. Would have broke the fucking sound barrier how fast that came into my hands. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's I've always kind of chuckled, especially I think from my time in rehab, it cracks me up that liquor is legal because of just some of the stories I've heard in rehab of like former alcoholics. And I'm like, dude, how the fuck can you like, I can't believe you could just buy this stuff off the shelves and it's like... What I'm in here for, you have to like jump through hurdles to get. And it's ironically the same medication that helps people get off of alcohol. So it's the weirdest thing that like it's so accessible. 
history. It's because we have a long storied history with alcohol. If benzos existed 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, if ancient man could have made benzos, they'd probably be very socially acceptable. They got rid... I think benzos were created to get rid of barbiturates, if I'm remembering correctly. That's yeah. why benzos were invented. I was reading something the I other Google night. Google this. Yeah. Um, I, th I believe that they were the replacement for barbiturates. And now they're trying to come up with a replacement for them because... Doctors are starting to see the long-term effects that, you know, they have on people and the impact that, like, it has on your body and it's not good at all. We almost lost. It's bad. I'm glad this thing has battery backup because I actually kicked off the power cord out of the laptop. It's powering the mixer, so. Oh, no. <laughs> like, why is my laptop not turning on? Oh, God. Oh, God. The mixer has battery. Cool. <laughs> that would have been miserable to lose half the fucking podcast. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> My clumsiness. <laughs> I'm not drunk enough to justify losing the podcast. <laughs> right. So once the laptop boots up, I will Google why Benzos. Actually, I can look it up on my phone because I actually put a note in my phone because I was talking to. Oh my goodness, me a whole bunch. Um. So I put. I made a note in my phone because this cracked me up earlier, and I like intentionally wanted to bring this up on this podcast oh specifically this podcast <laughs> yes like i didn't mention it on the other one i like I, I have a note like in my phone to say this story because i was in tears I, I do love that you're like lesser podcasts don't get this story they don't deserve it i i like i just i like to see people's reactions in person like oh i'm not gonna sell any i'm, I'm <laughs> no sell completely oh i you will know once you hear this so this woman was having a conversation. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get this like as spot on as my roommate did when he told me, but it was essentially a woman having a conversation with, I believe, Stephen Hawking um, about, you know, the earth being flat. <laughs> and and so she said that the earth was flat, but it was actually being held up by a turtle. And he asked her, well, what's underneath that turtle? <laughs> and she said, Something like, oh, you clever young boy. It's turtles all the way down. Down to what? But he, so when he first said it, he said that she said, nice try. It's turtles all the way down. And I just like fell to the floor and I was like crying, laughing over this. <laughs> like to say to Stephen Hawking, to defend your flat earth, you're like, nice try. You're clever, but it's turtles all all the way down. To where? More turtles. It's just turtles. It broke me. I was laughing so hard. I had to like redo my makeup. I was crying. But also, turtles have to breathe oxygen. <laughs> well, Not these turtles. These are intergalactic turtles, apparently. They have to breathe oxygen. <laughs> like, they can't exist in the vacuum. <laughs> vacuum turtles like the fuck he was telling me about like pastafarians and all this crazy stuff and i was like what is a pastafarian and then i found out that you can get like government photos taken with a like a, a like a colander on your head or something because it's it it's considered a religion so it's like the same thing as you know if you're jewish you have i don't know what it's called a yarmulke a yarmulke um and i was Way like to call me out are, are you jewish jewish 
<laughs> I like that you ish. Are are we in a meeting right now? Then yes. <laughs> if it's an entertainment meeting, one hundred percent yes. So a thousand percent. Um, but yeah, you can you can wear like a a dish strainer on your head. Um, in government pictures because it's a it's a recognized religion. This and like this guy's open letter was a joke. Like he was kind of making a mockery of religion. Uh, and it just cracks me up. And I was like, I am due to get my driver's license redone. I am so, it, it took so much for me to not come here in a baby Yoda onesie. Why didn't you? Because I just got my nipples pierced and this one started bleeding. So there was like a big blood mark on it. I was like, okay, I can't wear the baby Yoda onesie now. I mean, you could have. I, I mean, I could have, but then I would have had to explain to the Uber driver why I have just. No, you don't. <laughs> You're paying them for a service, not explanations. <laughs> true this is true like bro do you want five stars or not shut the fuck up and drive <laughs> i stop asking questions you don't want answers to <laughs> i love quiet uber drivers they're my favorite i love when they don't talk i'm i i don't know why i'm just like when i'm in an uber i'm like i want to listen to my music it's like the only alone time i ever really have so i like to just you definitely could have worn the, worn the onesie. Like, there is no dress code for this show. Oh, if I ever come back, I'm going to wear the onesie. Have you not decided if you're coming back or not? Oh, I would. I'll, then when I come back, I will absolutely be. Oh, I didn't say I was going to let you come back. Oh, well, you don't have a choice, unfortunately. Oh, shit. You do know where I live. I do. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I have BPD, so by the media standards, I'm nuts enough to do that. <laughs> Sometime in like, the next couple of months, it's like, oh, we're recording tonight. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to text you and be like, hey, I'm on my way. We're doing a podcast. Oh, I love that you're going to text me. Like, you're giving me forewarning so I can leave. Oh, of course. I'll give you a heads up and then I'll just run the whole show. I'm... Who's going to edit it? I, me. I, I love I'm going to come back from the bar one night and you're just going to be sitting here doing a podcast. Like, <laughs> You're going to be like, how the hell did you even get in here? I pick locks. My dad taught me things when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, is, the best part is there's going to be someone else sitting in the guest seat. Like <laughs> You're going to be like in the middle of doing another one. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm back. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> See, part of me kind of wishes that I got you pre-rehab for an episode. No, you don't. I promise. <laughs> well, I say you don't because it's like. Now I can hold conversation. It, it, it's essentially like talking to me now, except I would forget what I was trying to say every five seconds instead of every, every- 45 seconds. Um, it's okay. I, I'm making it through. Like, and I was also just so arrogant and like. Oh, I've never dealt with that before. Oh my God. But I think it's, I've, I think it's an ugly quality and like. Oh, it is, but I've dealt with it before. <laughs> I, I was so arrogant and I was so like just focused on me 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 like nothing else mattered because i didn't fucking have feelings <laughs> i was taking enough Xanax to put oh, no, out. i definitely would have liked to have like done the a b comparison <laughs> well you could you could definitely kind of see it in my captain jack interviews um my first between my first and my second one my second one i was still using but not nearly as much and I was uh, much more coherent. It would be very interesting to do a third one with him and to be like, hey, this time I'm actually like 100% sober. Like, Oh, that'd be horrible if like you get halfway through like, this is boring as fuck. I need <laughs> drugs to get through this. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Sorry, Captain Jack. My 
Oh, I'm I, not, not sorry. Also, I love Captain Jack. I've like, I've, we've made plans to like meet up and get lunch so many times and it's just like never worked out because we don't love him that much then. No, I just get sick all the fucking time. Like of Captain Jack. Wow. No. Wow. Wow. You're trying to get me in trouble. Succeeding. Succeeding. It's not hard to do. I, I can tell that. I can tell. I can fucking tell. Uh, yeah, I, it's like fucking you know T ball over here. <laughs> I'm like you can only try and smoke. And like I need weed now. I need weed now. Yeah. Like I cannot be sober for this any fucking <laughs> longer. Holy shit! What did my publicist sign me up for? Like you said it'd be in person and be fun and like, goddamn, he was trying to torpedo my career with the rest of the industry. But what's amazing is like. Nothing I've said so far is anything I haven't said before, and I have. Well, now I'm angry. Super strong opinions about porn and like my experience in porn. Like, I am absolutely one of those people who will like say to the death, "I don't think you should. I think you should have to. I think you should be 21 before you can get into porn. I think 18 is too young, way too fucking young. I disagree with it. I I actually will not work with anybody who is like younger than 20 because it's gross to me. You are still a child. You are not developed enough. Like, if I were to have gotten into porn at 18 years old, I would be dead right now. For sure. Oh, I would have fallen into so many traps. You're so naive that young. I hate to break to you. You are dead. This is hell. <laughs> no, well, then you know what? Maybe hell isn't that bad. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> that is the stamp of approval we're looking for on this show. <laughs> this isn't that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> not looking for this was fun or this is something I want to do. Not that bad. No, this is super fun. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think you should be if you can't buy a vape, if you can't. But that's recent. That that that's recent. You can still vote for the fucking president. Which I don't think you should be able to do. I don't think you should be able to join the military at eighteen. I don't think you should be. Able Whoa! To if we don't have eighteen year olds joining the military, nobody's joining the military. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm saying like you should be at least twenty one. You need to get life experience. If I didn't have the background I have in tech, I would not feel so comfortable doing porn because I know that this job could end any day. I could wake up tomorrow and people could decide, oh, actually, I fucking hate her and let's cancel her. And I'm okay because I could just go back to coding. So happy to help with that experience. <laughs> yeah, with the fucking bombing of my career. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the drugs that did it. It's actually sober me. That's the problem. Sober you on and now we drink. <laughs> Sober me surrounded by booze is really it's testing the rehab I went through. Oh, like what you said, sober, and just, you know, we're, I'll put it out there. So you <laughs> here to ruin careers. <laughs> it's, um, no, I, anything I've said here, I've, I've, I have, I'm very vocal about like my opinions. With On one hand, you're right. People who have never held a fucking job probably shouldn't be doing porn. It's just, to me, like, porn, I've met very few girls who actually took the time to really think about what they were doing before they got into porn. I got into porn impulsively. Um, a lot of people I know got into porn impulsively and accidentally. I can, I could think of one girl, Blake Blossom is the only girl I know of, who really came into this industry with a fucking plan and executed it and she's fucking killing it and i'm so proud of her i remember when, like when i met blake and she had like sixty thousand followers and now she's like, got almost a million and i'm like i'm so proud of 
proud of her. She's Blake's amazing. been on the show twice. I love Blake. She's amazing. She is amazing. I just saw her the other day for the first time in like three years. And we were like, ah, I'm so excited to see each other. Um, I, I need to follow up with her because after she did the last show, I'm like, you and your partner should come do the show together since he's a performer. And like, yeah, we, we can get a time capsule of your loving fucking relationship. Right. Oh, I would. I had <clears throat> Miss Blake, having had relationships in the industry in the past, I'm going to advise against that because you will look back on it if you ever break up and be really, really sad. <laughs> it's a time capsule of your love, but it's also a permanent reminder. <laughs> and you'll hurt your own feelings. Well, thanks for torpedoing that. Hey, we're torpedoing everything. Your career, my, my ideas for show pitches. No. I think that actually could be a good idea, though. Like, I, I think um, if it's more business focused, it definitely could be a very fun, cool podcast. You never know where this show. You never know where it's going. <laughs> you know, never, never know the direction. This show so far has gone a million different directions that I wasn't expecting. So, what were you expecting coming in here? I, I don't really know what. Uh, not. I kind of came in with like no expectations. Like I was sitting in the lift, listening to music, and I was like. I wonder which way this is going to go because it's going to pretty much go like wherever my little ADHD brain takes me, I feel like. And like right now, I'm like, I I don't know if you've noticed, but I keep looking back at this and I'm like, I could put that in my throat. Like, you wouldn't be the first or last person to put that in your mouth. I, please don't. <laughs> you're like, please don't do it. But I'm like, I know I could. I, plenty of people have. Plenty of people have. <laughs> That's why I know which mic is my mic and which mic is the guest mic. Be oh, do you, has it been cleaned? No. <laughs> then I will not be doing Good. It. Which should surprise just about every single one of my fans that I'm saying no to doing that. I mean, everyone who's ever put that in their mouth had a clean test as far as I know. Oh, I have a very fresh clean test. But no. Good. <laughs> like, I don't want to jeopardize I'll my equipment. I'll fight the urge. And, I'll, and you're right. I'll respect your equipment. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But because everyone else didn't consensually put it in, the, the, it's was always like, been unconsensual. <laughs> no one's like, "Hey, Matt, can I put your mic in my mouth?" It was just, ah, uh, we're just like, uh, like right. that looks very phallic. <laughs> like I'm looking at it. It's more for like, because I like I just posted on Twitter today. I think I was like, when I hit 30k, I'm gonna light my pussy on fire. Uh, and I, part of me was like, we don't know each other yet, but I was willing to help with that. So I actually had a friend text me right after because I was like, I didn't really want it to be a guy. Like I, I know I saw the I saw the preferences. Um, that's just like a personal preference for me. I had a really, really, really bad experience with somebody who um, abused a lot of women in the industry, and I defended him for a little bit too long. Why were you defending Ron Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> it was because my experiences with this person were very, very, very different from everybody else's. And it wasn't until, you know, a, some time had passed that I realized going back, looking through the footage, I didn't remember shooting a lot of that stuff or thinking about how he, you know, off camera, we were sleeping together and he was choking me. I had a seizure and he was continuing to do what he was doing. And when I came back, he was like, you just had a little seizure. Don't worry. It's fine. I was cool with that, but like in hindsight, that could put somebody into years worth of therapy. And like we didn't have a conversation about it beforehand or anything. And it's so it, it's it was a very complicated thing. And he ended up texting me out of the blue one night 
3 a.m. And this was the same day he had been tweeting, like, I'm never coming back to the industry. I'm done. Like, I just want to say, like, I'm sorry. And he's texting me. I'm coming back. <laughs> um, and so I posted it to Twitter. I posted the screenshots of everything. I was like, look, like, I did not want to have this fucking, like, I wanted to stay so fucking far away from this conversation. I did not want to be involved in this. But this person does plan on coming back. And for the safety of, like, because he tended to target new girls, one thing he asked me was, hey, how did you like working with this girl? This girl had done two shoots at this point. She'd barely been in the industry for a week. And I, so I told her it was, I, I'm sorry, I told him that it was terrible. I hated it. And he was like, oh, maybe I'll have my girlfriend reach out to her. And I'm like, okay, so your girlfriend's now going to be recruiting these girls. So I just fuck it. I let it all out. Like within six hours after the conversation happened, I had posted it. It went viral. And he started like posting stuff to my boyfriend. He's like, hey, me up. I got something like to show you that you want to see. And like he was like sending me anonymous messages on like this anonymous message app, just talking a bunch of shit. I was like, dude, you don't fucking scare me. Like, I know guys like you. I know the tough guy act. And it's so not intimidating. It it's nothing like if if you get off and your thing is attacking women and intimidating women you are a fucking pussy and i am so not scared of you i will take you the fuck down and i will laugh while doing it and i did when i made like when i made those posts um about him and i don't think he had like expected me to be the one to do it because him and i were good friends you know i i definitely was on his side uh for a long time until some of the accounts that had come out, I was like, mm, he's actually said those same things to me or like, I recognize that. I recognize this. And so I was like, if I could be that tricked after being in the industry for this long, I just don't want to work with straight men for a while. Um, that's why I said women only in that tweet. But I had a friend text me and she vouched for this guy really well. And she's going to be there when we do it. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't do it safely. <laughs> I, I was just lighter fluid in, like, a camera. So apparently it's, like, bubbles. They're flammable bubbles that they put on you, any part of your body, and you light them on fire. And I asked, I was like, is it going to, like, burn? Because, like, do I have to worry about burn marks or anything? And he's like, no, it's nothing like that. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's fucking do it. I, I think you're making the right choice versus me because I, I was just going to use Bacardi 151. and You're just going to dump some booze on there, throw a mash, and call it a day. Well, yeah. Do you hear that? Do you hear those sirens? They're coming for you because that is <laughs> this that's crime. Not if you consent to it. This is fair. I, I mean, know. I was gonna warn you, like, <laughs> so I'm gonna douse you at 151. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm throw gonna a, put some 151 on you. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna throw a match, nice wooden match, and we're gonna film this shit. <laughs> we're gonna film. It would be some weird fucking porn meets jackass type shit. Right? Like, nothing to worry about. I'm keeping my pants on for all of this. Like. Yeah, you're like, I'm staying fully clothed. You're just going to get burned right. alive. I, I'm actually going to stay a safe distance away from you. I'm not going to get burned in this. <laughs> I'm going to be the safe one. I have different kinds of lead with me. Like, I I love that Like this conversation is making you like, I have to dip into the sativa now. Oh, fuck no. I hate sativa. I hate sativa. I am an indica only. Sativa gives me the worst anxiety. And as a former fucking benzo addict, that's the last thing I want to feel is anxiety. So I'm uh, I love indicas. Nonetheless, I was 
It would have been a perfectly safe environment. <laughs> I So I've, like, lit myself on fire by, like, putting a bunch of, like, bath and body works, like, perfume in my hand and then, like, lighting my hand on fire and being like, ooh, look at it, like, on fire. But um, I can't, yeah, I just, I have been seeing a lot of girls lighting themselves on fire recently. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I want to light myself on fire. <laughs> Hey, I'm happy you found an actual professional. Yeah. <laughs> like, once again, you should not let me do this. I was willing to do it, but you should not let me. If you know, if it goes great with him, then maybe once I hit like 50K, I'll be like, fuck it, let's just go real crazy with it. Well, hopefully I don't have the DTs by that point. I'm just shaking. <laughs> I can't even pour properly. Like, one for me, one for your pussy, one for me. <laughs> I don't even like 151. 150 is that like a It's a flammable rum. Like it's 151 proof. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's like when they do a flaming Dr. Pepper shot, that's how like light the shot on fire. So it's not one that like people actually drink. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Oh. They do. It's 151 proof. They drink it. How are they not dead? That would like burn a hole, I feel like, in your stomach. I don't know. I don't drink that shit. <laughs> I mean, I do drink. No, like a, you just have the world's grossest alcohol. Apparently, that was purchased for me. <laughs> I did not go out and purchase a bottle of Malort. I cannot. This is all to be blamed on Megan mistakes. I can't wait to get home and be like, you guys want to know what I tried? Don't worry, I'm gonna film it. Like Fucking Malort, because <laughs> I think we were talking about this either yesterday or today, so that's why it's like fresh. Like, oh God, he has it. I. <laughs> We were talking about, so it might have been a couple nights ago, because we were also talking about absinthe. And I was like, what the fuck is absinthe? Like, in the if you see people do it in, like, movies, they're, like, tripping dick. So they I, I've done it. it, it no. That's what my roommate also said. He was like, he's done it, and he said that he thinks the whole process of how, like, you're supposed to drink it, like, the ritual of drinking it is annoying and tedious. And kind of a placebo, because, like, you build up, like, Oh, I gotta drain this over a sugar cube, and like, there's special fucking spoons for it. Yeah, that's what he was telling me. He was saying that there was like a whole bunch of special stuff for it, and it tastes like shit. Yeah, it has wormwood in it. Okay, that's what he said. It has wormwood, so you would have to drink a like a shit ton of that to trip. Yeah, like a lot. It's good marketing. Yeah, they should lie and say it's mugwort. People might believe you would trip actually. They've been making it for so long, like, ye olden people didn't know shit. Ye olden people. <laughs> they knew about mugwort. Mugwort, they knew, was a natural abortive. Fun fact. So it's like, also a hallucinogenic, and I made mugwort tea once and hallucinated a dog in my apartment. But it was And lost a baby? Huh? And lost a baby? Oh, same apartment, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, because you said it's abortive, right? Yeah, well, did that baby miscarried. <laughs> Because of the mugwort. No, 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 no. Because of the stress. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. Like, I wish I could get someone pregnant. Like, I will get rid of your baby and give you a trip. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> it was wild. I, like, fully thought that. But it was delightful because I thought it was a golden retriever. And I was very sad the next day when I woke up and the golden retriever puppy was not there. And then I was very concerned that I had Fully hallucinated. Like, I've done acid. I've done shrooms. I've done DMT. I fully hallucinated a dog in my apartment. 
Were you more upset about the golden retriever puppy than your own miscarriage? Um, yes, I was <laughs> the miscarriage thing. I, like when I was pregnant, I had a brutal pregnancy. I had the type of morning sickness that puts you in the hospital. Um, you just can't stop. It could, it can, it could kill you or the baby. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. It's some really long, complicated I mean, name. It obviously killed the baby, not you. <laughs> um, but like, I, I couldn't even keep water down. Wow. You are like two and oh against your family members. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> I hope someone from my family watches this. <laughs> yeah, so they know not to try you. <laughs> or they should. Why? They're coming for that belt? <laughs> it's a flogger. <laughs> That's what they'll get. Look at the flogger, not my dad. My poor fucking dad one time was moving stuff for me out of a storage unit, and I didn't tape the bottom of my sex toy box, and all of my dildos and, like, floggers and everything came falling out, and my dad is just forced to stare at a dildo that is as wide as this. Multiple of them, like three of them, are just looking him in the face, and he, I get the, I call him, it's the first phone call I make in rehab, and he was like, you need to learn what fucking tape is. And I was like, it's good to talk to you, too. And then he explained to me what happened. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, thanks for getting my stuff out of storage and dealing with that. But I'm so sorry you had to see all that. And I guess he, like, made my stepmom like, pick everything up. How fragile is this fucking masculinity? I think it was just, like... This the sheer size of the dildos and like your daughter, you don't want to like picture that and that. Well, um. okay. Well, he knows he will never be able to pleasure his daughter. It's fine. <laughs> My dad and I actually didn't talk for a year because when I told him I was doing porn, he looked at me and he was like, "You know, you were made for porn." And I was like, "We're not gonna have a conversation for a long time after this one, I think." And we didn't. Was that what he was thinking about when he was conceiving you? What the fuck no, does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. None of my family reacted appropriately to finding out, like, what I do. My cousins in Michigan. So my cousin and my step-uncle had a group chat. There's where a they, lot of steps in your family. A lot. Um, they were sending around my pictures that they had found online. And I found that out because I got my step-uncle's stoned as shit and i was like okay how did you find these pictures he's like oh well we were sending them back and forth to each other i was like why are you guys sending my nudes that's so weird and he like asked me what my stage name was and i was like i'm not telling you that <laughs> google reverse search like a normal person dude also, yeah i'm like you you if you know the pictures you obviously know the stage name so why do you need to hear it come from my mouth like this is some weird they want to make sure that they want to make sure they're masturbating to the right person <laughs> Heaven forbid there's some performer who looks somewhat like you and they're like, oh, I've been busting nuts to a stranger. <laughs> I can't help but laugh at like how many people I've ruined porn for by doing it. Like my ex, um, he had me send like the handful of videos we made together to him because he's like, I can't watch porn anymore. 
I don't know if that's like this was my ex in Michigan, so this was like years and years and years ago. So I don't know if that's still true, but I remember reading that and just being like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> like fuck you, dude." We he pushed me over the edge because he was like had this crazy porn addiction. He would lock himself in the bathroom for like four hour, five hours a day watching fucking porn, and we were never having sex. And so I like part of my doing it so quickly was because I was so pissed off at this person that I was like, I'm going to get back at you in the fucking best way I know how. If there's like one thing about me, I am a fucking spiteful person. Like, and if you really piss me off, I will get you back. Shit. You know where I live. <laughs> I'm a lot better now. I've, I think like as a oh, cool, I may survive it. <laughs> I, but I feel like as you get older, you kind of just stop caring about shit. Like, Things I cared about when I was 22, I could fucks less about now. Well, um, as a man in his 40s, I agree with you. But the problem is when you get me to giving a fuck is like real intense now. Yeah, that's definitely where I'm. I'm at. I but I've always been like that. Like I'm a very hard person to get like real genuine emotions out of, and I think you know part of that is. Um, that's yeah, a lot of different things, but if you do manage to do it, and like for whatever reason, <laughs> you either like stab me in the back, or like any I don't know, like if you manage to get like those real emotions out of me, they are intense and they are like so strong. So I'm always like having to keep a, like a check on like my emotions and my behavior because I'm like, okay, you're feeling this way, but that doesn't mean you have to act on it. Just sit with it. Sit with the feeling. That's what the therapy says. And then it'll go away. And then, you know, it eventually does. And then I'm like, ah, they're right. I didn't need to have a drug problem. Or stab that person. <laughs> I haven't done that. So Good. Don't admit to crimes on the internet. Never. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Allegedly. Allegedly. I've never said anything. Um, I, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Please don't stab me. <laughs> You're like, please don't. I promise I won't. You heard it, folks. She promises she won't stab me. She didn't say anything about shooting me, but she promises she won't stab me. So at least it'll be quick. <laughs> you know what? I actually found out that like I have really good unintentional aim. And I found that out first with a BB gun in my brother. You shot your brother with a BB gun? Yeah, in the eye. In the, the Look, That is like okay, the Christmas no. the, the, the Christmas story. Like, that is, it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. No, listen, listen, listen. He was, so he was riding a skateboard, like, directly across from where I was shooting. And it just so happened to line up to, like, I pulled the trigger and that BB got him right in the eye as he was skateboarding. Wait, across. you got a moving target in the yes. eye? Yes. And it was, like, so close to him being blind. Thank God he didn't. So are we He's, cool? What? Oh, yeah. We're... <laughs> are we cool? <laughs> I need <Yeah>. these. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so then we're I... We're cool, right? We're, we, oh, yeah, we're, we're good. But don't worry. No, I'm a little worried. A little worried. Because I don't move so fast. Is it true? Like, I'm not that quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not, not a skateboard quick. <laughs> I'll be an easy target. Fuck. Well, so then the next target was my uncle uh, with a snowball. I accidentally pelted him in the face, um, like just right in the middle of his face. And he got pissed and he left. Uh, the next target, I don't recall if it was my ex or his current cunt wife, which I hope she hears this. 
fuck you. Um, How do you really feel? Hmm, like that. <laughs> but uh, I got her with a Nerf gun in the eye. And then I got my ex with a Nerf gun in the eye. And then I was told I was not allowed to shoot Nerf guns or really any projectile objects in the house. Because I would get people in the face or the eye. And then I went to a shooting range for the first time. And I was shooting what I called a school shooter gun, which is a terrible joke, but that it's just that was like the first thing my brain thought of when I saw the gun and I was shooting it. And I was shooting this like bell that kept moving and I kept hitting it. And my friend was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. I have a like weirdly good aim. Statistically, women are better shooters than men. But I I have horrible aim with anything else. Like if you ask me to throw something at you, don't. Yeah, but that's like muscles and stuff. I, I yeah I guess I guess yeah. Like this is you know five to seven pounds Pulling of a little trigger of a little pressure. Five to seven pounds of pressure. Yeah. And just yeah. I guarantee you that school shooter gonna come. I'm just gonna get some comments. The second it came out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh, you dumb bitch!" I looked at myself in the camera. I was like, "Don't say that." That I mean, could be an inside thought. I have none. Of I that. don't know. I don't know. I mean, if the kids wanted to live, they'd you know duck and weave. <laughs> There's a song that details how to get out of those situations. I'm sure the schools came up with it. <laughs> like they do active shooter drills these days. I know that's terrifying. Oh my god, the fact that that has to be a thing. It's terrifying that they didn't have those when I was in school. Like if we had an active shooter, I just would have died. You would have been the blueprint for the kids today. <laughs> It has to start somewhere. <laughs> I just would have died. I, I, I think I was technically still in high school when Columbine happened. Were you? Yeah. Oh, this is bad. She's burning through all her vapes. Like, I have four. <laughs> These ones were already like almost gone, though. Yeah, like, uh, I wore a trench coat in high school, so like. Oh, did you really? Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were the. Tra- I I can't think of any, but I went to such a small. The town I went to high school in was genuinely so small. Like we had bring your tractor to school day, and like they would hang the three biggest deer in the middle of the town. Like it was such a small fucking town. Um, I don't think we had any. No, we we I think we had some weird ones, but they were more like weird in the sense one girl um asked a guy to go on a date with her and he said no and so she swallowed a bunch of razor blades in the bathroom and like blamed it on him and she, she lived she was fine but it was just like we had those kinds that's of that's dedication yeah it, it that was uh, that was nuts um definitely there is no one i have wanted to fuck in this world so, so bad- badly <laughs> that like i would yeah no yeah like no one. There are some people I've really wanted to fuck in this world. Right. There's someone who's over like, oh, you're not down? Razor blades. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get your attention somehow, buddy. <laughs> no. And then, like, I think the biggest thing that we had happen in our town was um, a girl was on Dr. Phil. <laughs> and now she's a successful she's rapper? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I get to do it. She's dead. Uh, your fault no <laughs> the world she was she was very sad she was very sweet uh but no like that Wait, was did like, you bully her no 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 she was actually very mean to me <laughs> um, oh so fuck her 
Well, I can't. I, I can't say that because she's done. But I mean, she's not going to hear this. No, but her. Yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but well, and if her family's upset, they shouldn't have raised such a cunt. Well, they put her on Doctor Phil, so there was obvious she was she was nuts. Like this girl got stabbed in the ear with a pencil <laughs> by another like, crazy in the ear canal, or uh, yeah, like she went up. Like she didn't do the stabbing; she got. Jabbed in the ear with a pencil. Well, yeah, but like girl. lower in the hole. In the hole, like in the. Like, it's the fucking Death Star. I, I don't. I don't know. Skywalker, fucking right down. The- there was something in the water in that town that just made everybody like batshit. Yeah, because Michigan is known for its water. Alpena, Michigan. I will. I'll drop the name of that town. I don't even care. That town is weird. You guys are fucking weird. How far from Flint? <laughs> Uh, far. It's like, I believe it's like four or five hours. So they're not sharing the same water supply. No, 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 no. No, I don't know what y'all are on up there. It's either the, I think it might be the hanging the deers in the middle of town. I don't know if you're still doing that, but that's putting something in the air. You guys need to fix it. Deer's delicious though. Yeah, well, then eat it. Don't hang it up in the middle of town. I don't need the carcass. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I think maybe that's why everyone's going crazy. I, I actually uh, wrote into PETA about that because <laughs> I was so bothered by it. How'd that go? They did nothing. Yeah. You would think, but I mean, come on. I sent in pictures and everything. I was like, this is like, eat this up, guys. Yeah, they're a nonprofit trying to raise money. Like, there's no money in that city. No, there's no. <laughs> there's no. Us protesting three deer <laughs> is not going to generate revenue for the us. Most, I think the most money like that comes in that city genuinely is like meth. It's a really busted town. Uh, I do not miss it in the slightest. The meth or the town? The town. The never done meth intentionally. Um, accidentally one time. I thought I was doing Molly. And then I was like, I looked at my then boyfriend at the time and I was like, my brain's on fire and I need to go to the hospital. He was like, what did you say? I was like, my brain is on fire and I need to go to the hospital. And I get to the hospital. My heart rate's obviously like way up there because it's a stimulant. But like I could feel brain cells dying and like they did a drug test because I I went in and I was like, I took Molly. I took this much and my brain is melting. And they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) So then they rushed me back and like, you know, get me hooked up to IVs and everything. And uh, they, they do a drug test and they were like, yeah, that's. That was that was meth. <laughs> I was like, fuck. So I've not done Molly since then. And I won't. Because uh fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Ridiculous. <laughs> but that's the kind of town that was. Like you would think you're getting Molly and you're getting fucking meth. Unreliable rural drug dealers. It's a weird town. It's a weird town. You go into that town and you feel like you're like going into a different like world. Cause it's like small cities have that like energy where like it's such like a tight knit community because it's so small that you feel like you're entering somebody else's home almost. And that's kind of like what it feels like there <laughs> in like the most cultish way. Hard pass. Hard <laughs> yes, pass. You should weird anybody watching this from that town is gonna be like this fucking bitch how dare she talk about our deer <laughs> look you guys bullied me so badly you not only ran me out of town but you ran me into porn so <laughs> i have a right 
You ran right into dicks. Right into them. You bullied me so badly calling me a whore that I went and became one. <laughs> I, she'd still be a virgin to this day if it wasn't for y'all. <laughs> she'd never even, even touched a penis. <laughs> I would never even looked at one. But That's know, ungodly. It's horrible. I would have saved everything for Jesus. But, you know. He just would have washed your feet. Hmm? Jesus would have just washed your feet. He doesn't put out. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck. Then. There are no stories that Jesus putting out. There's a lot of stories that Jesus washing horse feet. Wait, really? So I've actually, I've never actually like read the Bible, but I love when people start to tell me just random stories from it because I'm like, that's seriously fucking in there. I mean, as far as I know, <laughs> I am not a biblical scholar by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, Jesus definitely washed a lot of horse feet. That's re- why. Did he like have a reason for it? Or Yeah, I'm like being a good dude. Just original simp. No, he just had a fucking foot fetish. Tarantino, Tarantino level. <laughs> Tarantino level foot fetish. Oh my god, is Tarantino the second coming of Christ? I think you figured it out. Shit. God damn. There it is. There's our answer. We are not getting absolved. <laughs> I'm a Jew. I'm not really worried about such things. I'm pagan. So I'm good. In all reality, I'm an atheist. <laughs> Unless we're in a meeting. Unless we're in a meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then I'll break out the circumcision. <laughs> that is such a barbaric thing that people do. I'm kind of happy about it, though. Why? It takes away so many of your nerve endings. Right. Do you think how little I would get shit done if this felt better? <laughs> I love when guys have foreskin. <laughs> I would not get shit done. It's my preference. If you have an uncut dick, you're the best. Ouch. <laughs> I can work with like circumcised dicks, but I like the extra skin. I, I, I'm enjoying being a second class citizen. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's like less in a pinch. There's like less to play with. I feel like when like you are not circumcised, you can like get your tongue under there and kind of like swirl it around and play with all the nerve endings. You still can. Not as not as much when it's cut. You can like swirl your tongue, but when you can get your tongue like in there and it's in its own little pocket, and you're just like, guys love that shit. <laughs> this one's I've done it too. I will never know. <laughs> I will never. Thanks, thanks for that. Never, <laughs> never know. And as I said, kind of thankful for it. Sex feels really fucking good already. Like I. I understand that, like, if too much stimulation happens, productivity will just drop. And productivity will stop. Right, like, if rubbing one out felt better. <laughs> you'd never get anything done. Right. Like, why is he put out a podcast in weeks? Like, I'm so dehydrated. I, I need water. I need water and pineapple juice. Water and pineapple juice. Your podcast would very quickly turn into one of the ones that are, like, what are those that do the... They're like a podcast, and then it's also like sex. I actually made sure with um, the Honey House that like that wasn't that you're like a podcast. I do not have to fuck this dude, right? Well, it wasn't even that because my thing is, it's like you're getting a scene for free when you unless you're getting paid to be on that podcast, it's a free scene, and that to me is no. So I was like, I, I'm very happy that you ensured that you did not have to fuck me. Like you're like, 
I would have done it for anybody, <laughs> not just you. Uh-huh. Don't you? Uh-huh. I made sure with even um, I did uh, cooking with Nathan. Nathan Bronson, and he's a male talent. And I, I know of course, is. in my head, I'm going to think like, oh, I would probably have to have sex with him. And so I made sure like I didn't because I was like, I don't want to do those kinds of podcasts. I, I'm not I'm not interested in that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to be clumped with Nathan in this situation. <laughs> no, you are just as fun. I'm having just as much fun. Excellent. Although I can't say that you have a flamethrower. Yo, no, I don't. I do you think your vagina was going to catch on fire? <laughs> I thought it was a match. Surprise! <laughs> it's a flamethrower. <laughs> no, I don't have a flamethrower. <laughs> Fine, Nathan. Fine. <laughs> the flamethrower was fucking sick. It was so cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wasn't going to fuck you, and you don't have a flamethrower. Just check. <laughs> wow no, nothing makes me feel better like oh I, if there's not going to be a monetary exchange I want nothing to do with that person's genitals <laughs> but it's, it's <laughs> I know I know like I I honestly feel so bad when like oh some people will ask me like to collab and I'm like I actually don't do uh boy girl collabs like that unless it's paid than content so like what i'll do is i'll do like you know half my rate plus content but i won't just do like there are a very very few guys that i would do boy girl with now it's okay my dick in 10 plus years my dick has never been on the internet and i'm keeping it that way as far i managed to keep my dick off the internet this long it doesn't feel right to like say yes at this point. So. Right. You so I'm rejecting you. you I'm, I'm rejecting you. Yeah, let's we'll spin it like that. I got rejected. That's what that's how that <laughs> We're both saying this in the most convincing fashion ever. Yes. The audience totally believes us. The audience is probably like, what the fuck is happening on this podcast? Perfect. Perfect. It reminds me of when I used to do like TikTok live streams all the time during the pandemic. I would do them like every day and I would just talk about the stupidest shit and I loved to go out of my way to like troll them and like piss off the internet so I bought this bikini one time that said father son holy spirit on like the vagina and I wore it I spent like $80 on it I wore it once for a TikTok and then I gave it away and I did exactly what I intended to do I pissed off the entire like side of the internet Dude, they were so mad, and I was like, the whole point I'm trying to fucking make to you assholes is that, A, this shit is fucking funny, your reactions are hilarious, and B, if this was on a sweater, would you be this fucking mad? No, you're mad because of the placement. A guy could wear this, and it could be on a single leg of his swimming trunks, and you wouldn't be up in a roar. You're up in a roar because of the placement. Because you have boobs. God gave me this placement, right? So I should be able to let him lay claim father-son. Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, I pissed off a lot. <laughs> Once again, Jesus doesn't put out. <laughs> Jesus doesn't put out. But it, like that, that was how I got through the pandemic, I think, was really just like trolling. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm saying it out loud, though, and now I'm saying it especially out loud and sober, and I'm like, how the fuck do I still have a career in porn? 
when like I went through the whole pandemic, just like sometimes fucking myself, but mostly just trolling people. <laughs> Once again, this is hell. You don't exist anymore. I have psychosis. You might actually convince me of that. Shit. <laughs> I'll take my Seroquel extra early tonight. I, back on the, the content trip part. I love that you never asked me. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> well, I I ask him because he's like the one setting it up. I did just like I didn't ask Nathan. I asked him. I was like, it's not that right. And actually, I didn't really have to ask that for you because he had. I think it was either. He's he, like, oh, he's not putting out. No, he told me he doesn't book those kinds of podcasts in general because yeah. they're bullshit. And I was like, they are perfect. Thank God. Like, I'm glad because I don't like I, I wouldn't do them. No, I'm remarkably. Kind of angry that Plug Talk won the first annual AVN for Best Adult Podcast. Like, that's a fucking scene. That that's is not, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not a fucking podcast. That's a porn scene. Right. It, the setup is we did a podcast. And also, fucking Adam 22 is disgusting. Like, ew. Why? I don't know why anybody would agree to do that other than clout. And like, I'm clout, sorry. Obviously. There's not, you couldn't, there's not enough clout in the world that would make me be like, yeah, I respect myself so little that I'm going to go and fuck this very well-known misogynist and I'm going to be happy about it. I've done it on accident, but. Not on purpose. I certainly wouldn't do it intentionally. <laughs> um, I, I, I have a friends who have done it and, you know, they, they've had good experiences on it and they've had fun with it, but. That to me is just that. Mm. The irony is, I've had a couple people tell me like, "Talk shit about it and then go do it." Talk shit about it and really, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's like uh, I get it. <laughs> it helps the career. I get it. Right. But it's still like you didn't have to talk shit and then go do it. Yeah, that seems a little bit desperate. Like. If you're going to talk shit on something and then go and do it, it's obvious why you're doing it, and it looks a little bit desperate. But I also, I'm not hating on anyone who's trying to get ahead with their fucking career. Oh, absolutely not. No, like, do what you have to do and get your bag. <laughs> there's no shame in it, but there's, like, a little shame in it, and I am judging you. <laughs> but I'll vocally support you. I will just inwardly be judging the <laughs> like I, you can't get online and like say something is like bad and then go and do it oh it, it was definitely off the record oh it was yeah it wasn't during the pod oh, okay because uh, i was gonna say that'd be like the equivalent of me doing what i'm doing now and then like next time the next podcast i'm on this fucking plug dog and be like what the f dumb bitch what are you doing <laughs> like Oh, I'd laugh at you. I'd be like, <laughs> she's not enjoying any of this. <laughs> she's having a horrible time. You would know the only way that if you would ever see me on the show is I got offered a, a, a good check. I got oh, that's a content trade. Oh, fuck no. You got me fucked up. Like, I, I definitely was like, no. The, that's what honestly bothers me the most about Plug Talk. Is that it's just a content trade. Yeah. So that it's a free fucking scene for them. Uh-huh. I hate that. I, that's so gross. And you know they have the money to pay these girls. Yeah. At least fucking. He, he, paid, he bought Lena a fucking six-figure car for her first IR scene, so. Right. 
like, oh my. And then had the worst acting in porn ever when they talked about it. Did you see that clip? Isn't she like biting the sheets? I well, no, no, I didn't watch the actual scene. I'm talking about like when he like, babe, I'm so proud of you. I got you this car. Oh, no, I didn't. That see was that. the worst acting in porn ever. I didn't see that, but I, I saw him getting dogged on really fucking hard because like there were screen grabs of her like holding on and like biting the sheets and everything. And on one hand, it's like you can't expect this woman to like quit her job just because she's married. But on the other hand, as far as at least I know, I don't follow these people at all. She didn't do boy girl with anybody but Adam 22. And then they got married and she went and fucked. Like then she opened it up to other people. And that's why people were like calling him a cuck and like just giving him so much shit for it. Cause well, it's like once he be- she became his baby mama, like. Well, once she became his wife, because she was his baby mama first. Fair, fair. And it's like, so once she's your wife, that, and it's like, I'm like, I have, I have no judgment to either of them for that. I think the internet is hilarious for what they're doing with it. <laughs> oh, my only judgment is the bad acting. <laughs> yeah, honestly, my, my only judgment, uh, I take that back. There are two things I'm just for. The bad acting and not paying people for plug talk. Yeah, no, they should be paying the people. Because, like, you're not really going to get quality performers. Like, quality, quality performers. They do all the time. Do they, though? Yeah, who Nicole Doshi's done. I, who? Oh, fucking Nicole won multiple awards at ABN this year, so. I'm, I'm not to, also not to say anything about her, but, like, I've just know the, the only girl who I really know who's done it is that's the only girl who can come, who's like, who I know that's coming to mind. Otherwise, it's like, I can't name. Melissa Stratton just recently did it. I, but if these are girls who are like based in LA, that's also yeah. probably why I don't know. You're name. like, oh, LA, the I, pornography done here. I was, well, I was scared to come to LA. Like, I spent three years in Florida shooting. And I'm sorry. I, oh, yeah. Look at you, criminal. <laughs> what? None of it's legal in Florida. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, no, it's legal in Florida. I was committing many crimes in Florida yeah. then. Jesus Christ. It, porn is technically only legal to be shot in California and New Hampshire. So even in Vegas, it's illegal. So Vegas, I was literally just talking about this on another episode recently. Vegas is only semi-legal by a state Supreme Court opinion affirming the 1981 state Supreme Court ruling from California. Huh. So... Uh, it's California versus Brown, I want to say, in 1981 that makes pornography legal in California. Okay. A pornographer was arrested and for shooting porn and then argued all the way to the state Supreme Court on First Amendment base, and that's what makes porn legal in California. Right. New right. Hampshire's similar. Nevada <clears throat> has never actually been tested in the courts. Their state Supreme Court said, because of the California ruling, we're, we allow it. Huh. Okay. So, Florida, Florida, one hundred percent is not legal. It's just no one enforces it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next thing DeSantis goes for. Knowing that, then, but there's a lot of porn that's shot in Florida. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm well aware. A lot of companies are based out of there. I mean, Bengro's home was based in Florida. Like, yeah, no, they're above. Started the last time. So when I did the Bang Bus, I went to the like the headquarters. And it was so bizarre to me because they were, like, right above a bike shop in downtown Miami. And it was the weirdest thing to, like, go up the elevator and just, like, be in a normal bike store and then go up this elevator and you just see, like, bang bros and I just this 
fucking whiteboard with this at this point this was like three years ago so none of this information is relevant at all but like this whiteboard that with like gianna dior's name and all this like and it, it's like two totally different worlds just like stacked right on top of each other so it was very very like surreal <laughs> that's florida it is florida um but even more it, it was just one of those things that like i was so new in the industry that like you know go the the idea of doing the bang bust was already so bizarre and i couldn't really wrap my head around it but to see families looking at bikes together doing whatever they're doing and then to go upstairs and to be in this totally different world and both are so unaware of each other is so weird it's such a weird thing to like see and i'm somebody who analyzes everything like just way too much so of course i'm going to sit there and think of like how i can make that into some emotional thing <laughs> i'm the most overdramatic fucking person i know <laughs> it's really bad i was thinking about that on the way here i was listening to fallout boy and i was like this might be why i'm so overdramatic because i grew up listening to like fallout boy North suburban fucking Chicago fucking emo <laughs> pop. Fuck. I fucking I love it. Pop punk is like I bleed pop punk and Taylor Swift. It's a very confusing combination. Like Not really, I mean it's all pretty similar. I mean, well, actually, it's funny because it is in a weird way. She's said that she uh, has a lot of like she's pulled a lot of inspiration from like Fall Out Boy and bands like that, which surprised me because I was like. I didn't really expect that from her. But I was also like a major Taylor Swift hater until the pandemic when she put out Folklore and Evermore. And I heard those two and I was like, I think I heard Exile on TikTok. And I was like, ooh, that sounds pretty. And then I listened to it. And then I started to listen to more of her stuff. And I was like, wait, she's actually really good. It's lame to hate her (laughs) because everybody else does. Like... A lot, a lot of people don't. No, people finally like her again. And it's, it makes me so happy. But at the same time, like, I couldn't imagine being at, like, the level that she is at. Oh, fuck that. Like, did you see she just went to her friend's wedding and um, the entire venue was, like, swarmed with her fans and, like, paparazzi. I mean, like an amount of people that would just have you disgusted. Well, and that's the thing that like no one discusses when they're like, oh, I want to be famous. Do you really? Yeah, it's like, do you really think of everything that comes with it? Because like I've had moments where I'm like, man, I want to be famous. I want people to know who I am. And then I'm like, I get recognized by somebody out in public and then I get so fucking uncomfortable and I hate it. And then I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Could you imagine to the point where like, You're so famous, you don't know who to trust anymore? Yeah. Mm -mm. Like, that is so scary to me. Like, not being able to trust anybody and, like, not being able to really leave your house and, like, sweatpants and your hair up. And, like, you always have to be done up and presented in such a way. Like, you're always that image. That just seems like I would go insane. Oh, wait a minute. You're... Shattering the illusion that porn stars don't always look like porn stars. <laughs> oh, that's an even. I love to shatter that one of my OnlyFans. I my favorite thing to do because I'm lazy. 
I am lazy as fuck. Uh, as, as you've said multiple times on this episode. It's a very ugly quality I have. And it, I really think a lot of it is my ADHD. I just like can't make myself do anything. So a lot of times my content is filmed in the shower. Uh, so there is no illusion. There is no like set. You're like, I'm already naked. Cool. I, I'm, I'm naked, but I also don't have makeup or anything on. So when I do put videos out where I'm actually like hair and makeup and everything is done, people are like, huh? So it's like I could throw on some mascara and people are like, it's like a whole new world for them. They're like, ah! A whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I hate to do it, but we have been doing this for over two hours, believe it or not. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to call last call. <laughs> okay. I'm going to wrap this motherfucker up. I hate to do it. <laughs> like This definitely could be going longer. <laughs> but I'm the one who has to do post-production, so. <laughs> and I unfortunately have to get back to work like the moment you walk out the door, so. Oh, God. I should do for a client, so. Oh, no. <laughs> Where the fuck can they find you on things? So Twitter is ThroatGodX, but instead of O's, there's zeros, and then my link tree is just in my bio, and you can find whatever the fuck you want in my link tree. <laughs> Good to know. Look up that link tree. <laughs> link tree's got everything. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs>